Live from Alpenhouse, Chris Honorado, Ashley Miller, Honorado and Company on News Channel 13's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, My4, and News Channel 13 as well. We are deep now. Into the, we are we are firmly into the NBA playoffs. Last week I said NBA playoffs haven't really started yet because I was not all that interested in the play-in tournament. We are now firmly into the NBA postseason. The Stanley Cup playoffs, Rangers, Devils. How about starting that in a first-round series? Uh -huh. Yes, thank you very much. Uh -huh. um, we have controversy in Major League Baseball with some sticky substances. Again, haven't really exactly. talked about it much. We'll get into Domingo Herman first. And now Max Scherzer, two interesting cases in the last week in Major League Baseball regarding sticky substances from pitchers. We've got the performance industrial dirty difficult done. Our guest this week, Ash, is the great Jessica Mendoza, former Olympian, Olympic medalist. Yeah. Baseball and analyst. Now, baseball analyst. Can't wait to talk with Jess Mendoza. Uh, we will go around the sports world with injuries. We'll talk yep. to Ortho New York's Kyle Flick, Dr. Kyle Flick. Uh, he was on with us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we'll run through like what's going on with Giancarlo Stanton's hamstring. What should Ian Anderson expect as he recovers from Tommy John surgery? Those types of things with Dr. Flick from Ortho New York. And, of course, we always do follow the pack with the Albany Firewolves as well. Let's get it going here on Honorado and Company. This is Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. And I'm live at Alpenhouse RV. Route 5S in Amsterdam. Uh, May 5th is a big day here. Cinco de Mayo, yes. Day before Kentucky Derby, sure. But at Alpenhouse RV in Amsterdam, it is the parts store open house. Now you're going to ask me, well, what do I get with that? You get free giveaways, hot dogs, soda, vendor booths. So if you got questions about buying an RV, they will be here to answer those questions for you. Grand prize drawings and big time sales. 15% off all camping chairs, 15% off a sewer house kit, which of course, if you're really doing the RV in style, Ash, you need one of those bad boys. Well, absolutely. But that sounds like a good summertime party. Hot dogs, soda, RVs, giveaways. I'm and ready. And they've got the the big garage doors here that you know they're going to open up. Yeah. Yeah. The weather's good. It'll be a great, great place to be. Uh, you see the sign above me too, RV Rentals. You don't just have to buy an RV from Alpenhouse. They'll rent you one as well. Alpenhouserentals.com. There you go. Give us the number. Yep. Lean the other way. Oh, boy. Yeah. Nope. There you go. There you go. There you go. Give them a call. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Uh, Seth, the uh, manager here is always good to us. Help set things up for us, and we and we appreciate that. Okay, let's let's jump off with with the NBA here. And Carol says, "Good morning. How about those wow. Kings? We both did it at the same How time. How about Sorry. those Kings, Carol? Yes, and good morning. Uh, this is one hundred percent what we all expected. The Kings <laughs> to look like the absolute better team when playing the defending champion Golden State Warriors, right? And and the, part of that's a joke, Ash, but part of that really is true if you were paying attention to the NBA this year because Golden State has been so bad on the road, on the road that it really felt like 
Sacramento, if you're going to win this series, you better win both at home. Because yeah. for as bad as the Warriors are on the road, 11 and 30, they were like 33 and 8 at home. So those two first games <laughs> uh, at the Golden One Center or whatever they call it um, almost felt in a weird way like must wins. Yeah, listen, the, the Warriors don't win much on the road and they don't lose much at home based on, on those records. So I think if, if you're out to prove that you really are the better team and you deserve that higher seed uh, in the Western Conference, you got to win at home and hope for the best on the road. You got to take at least one or two games and then try to get it back home. Yeah, and that's what Sam says. Let's see how they play on the road the next two games. This is what we've learned about the NBA playoffs. I'm not saying it always holds true, but my guess is it probably will. The role players, like the Malik Monks, Harrison yeah. Barnes is a role player, Keegan yeah. Murray is a role player. The role, and, and many people would probably tell you Kevin Herter is a role player. The role players perform better in the playoffs at home. Uh, you're not going to get yeah. 32 from Monk. At Golden State, it's just not going to happen. These games, if you get if you get one of them, if, of the next few, it's got to be Fox, Sabonis, and then just one other guy. But those yeah. two, the stars, Fox and Sabonis, the All Stars, they need to play well. And then you get one other guy who shoots it really well, and it could be a Murray, it could be a Herder, and then you have a real chance to win. And 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 obviously, Game Three is a prime opportunity here. If you're watching us on TV, well, it's it's already right happened, but. Game three is a prime opportunity without Draymond Green on the court for Golden State. Yeah, and I think I said to you, this has proven to me that the Kings are even deeper than I thought they were when I would when I watched them in the regular season. But I think it's because the two guys that you said, Malik Monk and guys like even like Lyles, have shown yes, up in a yes. huge way, and they've been the difference off the bench. You expect Demontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox to show up every game, and you need them to in order to win. But you need the rest of those guys to be a third and fourth scoring option. And they have been the most surprising and maybe impressive part because their bench has been better than the Warriors bench. Yeah, Davion Mitchell gave him good minutes in game mm -hmm. two uh, as well. Yeah, Golden State just not that deep of a team. And, and that happens when you have multiple max contract guys right. on the roster. It's, it's it's tough. to And and look, I say they're not they – won the, they won it all last year. Yeah. They're obviously – good enough to do it again if they can get some home and the Kings here. may eventually run into that problem like some of those guys are going to require a lot of money so maybe yeah. this you know this or next year is the year to do it for them because some of those guys a De'Aaron Fox will get a huge contract yeah Fox is already there so bonus is next yeah. you know that J-Man good morning to you buddy always good to have you part of the show Sam we know you're watching man he's already weighed in on what will the Kings do uh on the road already now with a 2-0 series lead. Uh, Knicks and Cavs split the first two in Cleveland. Um, okay. Lisa's throwing a question at me. We'll get to NFL in a minute, or in a little bit. You want to do it then? We'll do NFL because Jalen Hurts has signed the richest yep. contract in NFL history. It's amazing at how every quarterback contract seems to reset the market. Now, Daniel Jones didn't, but... Uh, every elite quarterback contract seems to reset the market. Is that fair? Yeah, we and we'll get into it. But I, I heard someone say this the other day, and I and I think they're right. Daniel Jones is did reset the market because he is a very much average quarterback 
who earned a lot of money. Okay. So if you put him there, then where does everyone else have to go but up? So he is part of the quote-unquote problem or the trend because a guy like him gets $35 million a year. Well, how do you not give Jalen Hurts 40 a year? And how do you not give Joe Burrow 50 a year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you, you will. That's I know. exactly what you do. But Aaron Rodgers is making more than 50 a year. A, yeah. a touch more than 50 a year. That, that's exactly what's going to happen with the the uber elite guys, right? I mean, look, Jalen Hurts um, got the Eagles to the Super Bowl yeah. and had an MVP season. So, like, he's elite, right? How do we say he is an elite? Isn't he? Elite. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll get to that in a second. But elite uh, for one year, Daniel Jones – very good for one year. These are the small sample sizes that we'll see how these play out. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's take a quick commercial break here on Honorado and Company. When we come back, we're getting into that sticky situation with Max Scherzer. Oh, boy. Too much rosin. Too much rosin. Teams. Athletes. organizations we're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose claim your crown looking for a fun and relaxing way to spend time on the water look no further than the luxury of a pontoon boat with their spacious and comfortable design pontoons from barletta Sun Chaser and Sun Tracker offer plenty of room for family and friends to enjoy a day in the sun. Whether you're looking to ski and tube, swim, or simply relax, pontoon boats provide the perfect platform for all of your aquatic adventures. So why wait? Stop by Elpenhouse Boats today or shop online anytime at elpenhouseboats.com. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Elpenhouse. By the way, is there anything better these days than a pontoon boat? That's probably like the mark that you have hit a certain age when you yeah. salivate over the idea of a pontoon boat instead of a speedboat, right? I think like, yeah, but even like 30s, I think it, it's that age is getting younger yeah. because pontoon just assumes like drinking and party fun. Boat. And party most boat. people want that. Yeah. Yeah. Party boat. You're right. Okay. Um, all right, we are getting into the Scherzer stuff, and uh, Jason, I'll get to your comment here uh, as well. Here's the deal on Max Scherzer. He's thrown out of Wednesday's game between the Mets and the Dodgers for having too much rosin on his glove and hand. Now, people are like, well, what's rosin? The rosin bag is behind the mound each game and what it allows a pitcher to do especially in the summer months is to just dry the hand because the sweat runs down the arm the the hand gets slippery with the perspiration you can't control the ball so you're allowed to use a little bit of rosin to get a better grip on a baseball the problem becomes that pitchers have realized rosin and sweat or moisture equals sticky and it allows me to control the ball a little bit better. And so major league baseball knows that stuff like pine tar, excessive rosin are now no longer allowed. And Scherzer got checked. What Ash three times on Wednesday in LA. And then finally was thrown out of the game because umpires found too much rosin on his glove and hand. 
Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, for me, Major League Baseball needs to make a decision. No rosin or yes rosin. I, I, because you can't expect those guys, you can't say like, hey, you're using it too much. Like, this is just, you either ban the substance or you allow the substance. There's no in-between because how do you regulate how much guys are using it? And how, it's it's kind of an unfair way. It's very subjective. And you're telling him like, hey, you're using too much rosin, cut back. Well, say he grabs the bag twice. You know, he doesn't even know how it's necessarily going to affect it. I'm sure he has a pretty good idea, but he did everything the umps asked of him. And he's the one who said, like, how how stupid would I be to be using something illegal? Like, he knows it's not illegal. He said it's rosin, and and I get that. Unfortunately, in the rules, excessive rosin is technically deemed illegal. Here's Jay's comment. Post-game interview by Scherzer was something. Washed his hands with alcohol in front of a baseball official. Still got the hook. Now, Washed mentioned- his hands with alcohol in front of it. The yep. next time out, changed his glove yep. for the umps. Third time out, got tossed. Yeah. So here's the interesting juxtaposition. Jessica Mendoza only a couple of minutes away. Interesting juxtaposition. How much is too much, Ross? Thank you, Lisa. I don't know, Lisa. I don't know. But I, I probably we're going to get to the tight end question here because I think my Packers are going to draft the tight end. So it's on our docket for this morning show, I promise you. I don't know how much rosin is too much rosin. But I know Max Scherzer knows how much rosin is. These pitchers today are so in tune with what is an effective method to being the best pitcher they can possibly be. And that's what they put in their body, and that is what they put on their bodies. So I have no doubt that there was probably a little something off with Scherzer the problem I have and he's not going to get a 10 game suspension I I just don't believe that's going to happen the here's the problem I have it was not all that long ago this season that Domingo Herman was checked multiple times uh, uh, by umps as the Yankees played the twins and you can even see the umpire say to Herman hey I told you to wash that stuff off and yet they let him continue to pitch they sent him right back out to the mound, and Rocco Beldelli absolutely lost his mind. Yeah, Explain okay. that one to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You tell him to wash it off, then go wash it off. But Scherzer did that, and then you what are you going to tell him? Don't touch the rosin bag again? Oh, if, you don't, if you don't tell him that, then... No, I'm telling you, here's the inconsistency. Herman didn't do what the umps wanted, and he continued to pitch. Scherzer well, allegedly did everything the umps yeah. wanted, and they threw him out. Yeah. Ah, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, listen, if you don't listen to the umps, then you deserve what you get. But in this case, I'm defending Max Scherzer because he did everything that was asked of him. And to Lisa's point, how much is too much? For me, it's all or nothing. You're either in on the rosin or you're out on it. He washed it off, then went out and used the rosin bag, and it was still too much. Okay, well, then you need to say you can't use it anymore. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I hear what you're saying. You have to allow some rosin. Then allow it all. Um, because it just becomes, and, and, and batters will say, we want pitchers using the rosin, right? It makes the game safer for us in the batter's box. All right. Jessica Mendoza right around the corner here. We are going to ask her about a monster free agency winter coming for Shohei Otani and why Garrett Cole seems to just have it all figured out this season can just pinpoint exactly why that is for she'll help us. Back right after this on Honorado and Company. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be 
a lot of things in life you used to do. carbs and 95 calories. Camping season is right around the corner and we want to help you make it the best one yet. Stop in all month long for our annual open house here at Alpen House RV. Come see this primetime Avenger for only $205 a month. Or this Keystone Cougar fifth wheel for $354 a month. Save thousands with show pricing on America's top brands all month long. Be ready for every adventure this camping season with Alpen House RV. Visit us at alpenhouserv.com or come see us in Amsterdam and Saratoga. Alpenhouse, your total camping outfitter. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. We're back on Honorado and Company. This is one of those segments where I like to just kind of step aside and get out of the way. Because Ash was uh, a very, very good softball player in her own right, not an Olympic medalist um, or played for Team USA, but a love of the game. Y- yeah, let's not, I was going to say, let's not start comparing anything about these two people that you're ab- about to see because there's nothing. So the love of softball, yes. Yeah. All the rest, not so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, let's bring Jessica Mendoza into the conversation here. And uh, she is courtesy of Invesco QQQ making her appearance here on Honorado and Company. And we appreciate uh, that making her available for us to kick around the baseball topics a little bit. And then obviously figure out what I'm doing wrong with my money, which is probably a lot. Um, But Jessica, it's Chris and Ashley. Thanks for doing the show. How are you? It's good to see you guys. Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing really well. And I appreciate you guys having me on. Of course. Jessica, how did you get involved in this number one? And if you could give us a few tips, I said, I'm going to ask Jessica, hey, I'm broke. Hey, I'm broke. How do you fix me? (laughs) (laughs) No, the biggest thing, the reason I'm involved and we're seeing it at the college level, first of all, NIL name image likeness has now hit the student athlete where they're getting paid for their name, for their image, for their likeness before when they never were. And even just you think about students, they're being targeted more by corporations and jobs, getting paid social media content, internships, the money is real and it's coming at a younger age. And you just don't have a lot of financial literacy. Shoot, when I graduated college, I remember having no clue about what to do with that first paycheck, understanding taxes, investments. There's so much language out there, and yet no one is really talking about it. So this was something I've always been passionate about, but I definitely appreciate the Invesco QQQ is creatively finding ways to reach that younger audience. April is Financial Literacy Month, which kind of makes sense. We You just mentioned taxes. So I, I guess a financial analyst wouldn't say, hey, Chris, it's it's a really good idea that you've already spent the tax return you don't yet have. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, well, that's actually what's cool about, I think, for everyone to be able to be reached by this is they've come up with a fun game, right? So instead of like trying to get jargon at you and all this stuff, or even shoot at the college level, reading a textbook or taking a final on it, Invesco QQQ has this game called How Not to Suck at Money. Chris, I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm talking to everyone for this. I play this actually with my kids because I still need a lot of education on this. I don't think you're ever too young to know about financial literacy as well. So I play the game. It's basically this hip kind of uh, faux college town. You have all these like cool Gen Z characters. You can ask a ton of questions and you get some big takeaways to take with you. Jessica, how important is making it relatable? Because I listen, we just did our taxes and I, I would preface it every time I talk to our tax guy, I preface it with like, hey, I apologize for seeming clueless, for not knowing the words. But how much of it is getting and reaching that generation by making it kind of attainable and seem like it's just more common than it is? Ash, that's that's everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel and first of all, I give you credit by asking questions because I feel like that's where most people don't. There's this whole like ego that comes with, you know, oh, I know everything about, you know, you start ripping off all this jargon. I know when I was in college, I felt like everyone around me had all this financial literacy. Come to find out they didn't. They just wanted to sound cool. So I think the relatability is everything. And the fact that like, let's keep it simple. You know, there's so much out there, but to be able to really understand something as simple as like, what bank do I choose? You know, how do I understand? There's a lot of 1099 versus W2 when you talk about taxes for younger people. They're getting paid, but those taxes they have to owe at the end of the year and they have no idea even how to go about that. So being able to educate and the fact that this game is like so fun, like it makes it to where you're able to kind of like understand, but it definitely speaks more the language, language at least the rest of us speak. Okay, Chris, I, I know mean, she said young people. We are not me. qualified as young people, but I feel like no. we should get the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I've actually off. introduced it to my parents. So when I say... The target audience is definitely that that student that's in college, but I've done it with my third grader. I've gotten my 83 year old dad involved. I mean, really, it's about just not having to read something, but more interact with something. You see it on the screen there. We're to follow Jessica on Twitter as well. Just simple at Jess Mendoza. Uh, of course, you know her as a major league baseball analyst as well, beyond being a financial analyst. Uh, my guess is somebody who will not need any financial advice is, Sh is Shohei Otani. Is he going to sign the largest contract in baseball history this winter? Chris, he better. <laughs> I mean, like, have we ever seen anything like this before? And honestly, like, my biggest question is, are we going to see him in another uniform come August? Because I'm hoping that is a resounding all capital letters, yes. We want as much as, you know, I'm from Southern California, the Angels, I get it, but we have played this drum way too long. It started with Mike Trout and the best player, then not being able to be and see him in the postseason. And now you got two. And I just don't see, especially when you're looking at the AL West, the Angels in the postseason. So please, let's see Shohei Otani. I, I want to see him traded to a contending team. So when it comes to October, we saw it in the World Baseball Classic shoot, like him carrying his Japanese, his entire country, and that ridiculous pitch that he threw to Mike Trout. That is like, to me, GOAT, best you can ever see type stuff when it's a big moment. I want to see him on the biggest stage for Major League Baseball. Just go, just have him travel up the 405 a short right. ways, right? Isn't that the idea that like, he'll be a Dodger? No. I was going to say, you want him with the Dodgers? <laughs> The biggest, the biggest, the biggest rumor right now is the Los Angeles Dodgers, but only yeah. Shohei knows. I mean, I think, you know, the Mets would definitely come in. We all know Steve Cohen is going to put in some money and definitely be a contender. I just see Shohei taking 
going somewhere he's going to get paid no matter what going somewhere where he feels the most comfortable and that no one knows the answer to okay jessica so often we see not necessarily major league baseball players but professional athletes in general maybe more so with the basketball and and nfl players who make these millions of dollars and go broke uh, I don't think Garrett Cole is going broke anytime soon because of the just the um, vast amount of money he is making. What's the biggest thing you notice with him that's different this year? I mean, the guy's 4-0. I think he's got a sub-1 ERA so far. What has made him kind of set him apart so far this year? Well, number one, the reason why he's going to be financially literate is because he married a softball player, Ash, and Amy yeah. Rossi, and she's in So we're going Yes, yes. I'm just I'm giving her a little shout out because she's the one that you know, you know who's in charge of the money in that house. So shout out to the softball player in that family. I, I the biggest difference I've seen with him, the stuff has always been there. He's always been, you know, Garrett Cole is actually the pitch clock and how it's benefited him. If you watch him, especially this last start, he is catch and go. And if you're facing an ace like Garrett Cole, I know as a hitter. I don't want to get back in the batter's box. I want to be able to slow the game down, right, Ash? That's something like we're always learning, right? Try to slow the game down, take your time. You can't now with a pitch clock. Hitters have to get back in there with eight seconds left on that clock when you only have 15. They have to be looking at the pitcher. And I've noticed Garrett Cole taking advantage of that. He catches the ball and he is ready to come at you right away. And hitters look lost. They are like, no, I need a minute. They don't have that minute anymore. So that is where the pitch clock has absolutely been advantaged, Eric Cole. Okay, there you go. All right, Jess, uh, I know we need to let you go. Quick World Series prediction. <laughs> okay, well, that's not a good let me go on because we have a conversation <laughs> about this. Um, I actually, okay, when I think about the East, and this is a West Coast girl saying this, that they had the best division in the NL and the AL. The NL East, you know, a lot of credit to the Phillies for winning the pennant. The Mets are all the conversation because of the money they've made. But the Atlanta Braves are going to be the team that I feel like will not only come out of the East, but they are going to be in the World Series. We remember them only a few years ago winning it all, but everyone seems to have forgotten how good they are. Mm. Um, I think Alex Anthopoulos has done an amazing job with making correct trades, get adding, you know, new players the last couple of years. Um, so that's a team out of the NL for the AL. I feel like it's going to be, you know, obviously it's the Houston Astros defending that, but the AL East is the most tough division I've seen in all of baseball and not just the New York Yankees that everyone's talking about Tampa Bay Rays, 13 and 0. Hello. Like <laughs> they're definitely on top of everyone's mind. Toronto Blue Jays. Um, they are the team that a lot of people pick to not only win the division, but I think to make it really far in the postseason. And the Baltimore Orioles, I mean, Adley yeah. Rutschman has been a star. So the team to make it out of the AL East is definitely the team not only to make it to the World Series, but I think win it all. Well, Chris like loves okay. the Braves, com Braves compliments because he's a big Braves fan. But there, yeah, okay. there is no oh, one to do more with their money than the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, like it just seems like everyone goes out and spends ridiculous money and the Rays – somehow spend less than everyone else and Kevin Cash just makes it work. It's unbelievable what they're doing out there. They're the most financially literate team <laughs> in all of base. Maybe them and the Brewers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Jess, thank you so much for the time. Uh, our thanks to Invesco QQQ. Go take that, play that game to find out how, uh, how not, not to, to suck, suck at money. At money. I like and it's that. HNTSAM.com to go find it. Thank That's you guys. Lot.
At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpenhouse. And back now, live from Alpenhouse RV in Amsterdam, as we get ready to go around uh, the sports world and injuries that are affecting some... I'm sorry? Is that a truck behind you? Uh, No, this is a really nice van. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was like a pickup with the thing on the wall. Cool. Yeah, no, this is this is a good way to travel in style if you don't want to go full RV. A little more space, a bunch of kids making you crazy. Stuff them in the back as far away from you as possible, I guess, is the idea (laughs) with that. I don't know. Alpenhouserentals.com is is the is the way uh, to get hooked up with one of these babies behind me or an RV, which is I'm seeing a couple here. Um, at Alpenhouse RV in Amsterdam. Uh, fun chatting with Jessica Mendoza. All right, it is, but it is not officially baseball season, Ash, until John Carlos Stanton is injured. Ah, That's when we year. officially know that the season has started, and it's usually an oblique, but now it's a hamstring. And we did it's this a couple or, of weeks ago other. with Dr. Kyle Flick from Ortho New York to help us understand the injuries themselves, the recovery. And the timetables attached to most of these as well. Let's bring Dr. Flick into the conversation here. Last week or last time we spoke, he said we could call him Kyle. We could just call him Flick or even Flickster. Yeah. So here he is with us now on Honorado and Company. Dr. Flick, it's Chris and Ash. How are you, man? Hey, good. Thanks, guys. How are you? Thanks for doing this again with us. Uh, let's let's jump into the Stanton stuff. It's a hamstring for John Carlos Stanton, and Aaron Boone says it's going to be six weeks after the initial diagnosis came out as four to six weeks. What what is with some of these injuries? Help us understand why somebody who appears to be in as great shape as Stanton is struggle with some of this tissue stuff. Yeah, that's it's a great question. He, I went and watched the video of what happened, and I don't know if you guys remember that play, but he, I, it looked like the ball was going out of the park, but it, but it didn't. And I think he was just jogging along. And most hamstring injuries occur when there's a sudden acceleration, so that's why we see it a lot in soccer players, and uh, you know we see it in uh, in, in those types of sports uh, sprinters when there's a quick acceleration, and once you have a hamstring injury. Uh, the muscle repairs itself with a little bit of scar tissue. And then that scar tissue is always there. And it's almost like a little uh, nidus or a little area that can adjacent to that repaired area where the healthy muscle can then 
tear and and when it when it tears it's just a it's just a slow long recovery and this is one mm. of those real tedious injuries and i think he's you know why is it why is he having so many tendon injuries um you know there's you wonder are we just are these athletes now just working at, at such an extreme level that these things are unavoidable we've you know i'm sure we'll talk about uh, ulnar collateral ligaments but we're putting these structures at the maximum you know force that they can accept dr flick is there anything mm -hmm behind his size because i know a lot of people will say because of his muscle mass and maybe the way that he's built but aaron yeah. judge doesn't have maybe quite as many injuries aaron judge is also younger than john yeah. carlos Stanton. but is there anything yeah. behind his so, size so certainly you know muscle mass is equivalent to strength and, and a lot of times uh there's an imbalance so so a hamstring might uh, be more prone to injury even though he's a, a strong muscular person but he may be quadriceps dominant so the quad muscle might be a lot stronger than the hamstrings and that puts the hamstrings at relative risk um, so it's possible i think i mean i'm not I'm not labeling anybody with anything, but in, in pro in pro athletics in general, there have been times where uh, there have been steroid use and other uh, substances, which certainly increase our risk for muscle and tendon injuries. And and ultimately, what happens is the muscle is just more powerful than the tendon, and that's why tendons can tear or rupture or or strain. Uh, but this seems like a pretty classic. You know, he he said, oh shoot, I got to get to second base here because it didn't go out of the park. And that, that a quick uh, sprint is something that puts that muscle at risk. Uh, by the way, Dr. Flick also is on the sidelines with Ash every Firewolves home game is where you'll see him part of uh, Ortho New York's uh, help with the Albany Firewolves here. And uh, we, we detailed, Doctor, your extensive background um, with working with athletes and, and sports organizations uh, and now, obviously, you're here in the Capital Region with with Ortho New York. Here mm -hmm. is an important injury locally. Ian Anderson is getting Tommy John surgery. It was a tear. Um, we hear about partial. We hear about full. This was this appears to have been a, as full a tear as, as you can get. And right. now he's had the surgery. What should he? What should Ian Anderson so, be preparing himself for in the recovery process? Right. Yeah. So much to talk about with uh, this injury. I mean, this has been an incredible injury that's changed in the past. Even since I started training in medicine, we did never, we never heard of high school athletes getting Tommy John surgery when I started medical school, and now it's it's so commonplace. And one in four, or one out of five major league pitchers. Uh, tear their own or collateral ligament. So, you know, the surgery itself takes probably about an hour for in, in most hands. It's it's a it's pretty straightforward. You're literally replacing that torn ligament, um, and you know, it takes a good solid year before somebody to get back from that kind of surgery, especially somebody who's looking to get back to pitching baseballs. Um, that that strain or that that force on that ligament with every single pitch is basically. Uh, enough to tear that ligament so it's there's a lot of other structures that help to uh, stabilize the elbow uh, dynamically when you're doing that throwing motion but uh, you know this is not a problem that's going to go away and he's just in for a long rehab but mm. there's plenty of guys out there that are still pitching at a very high level so hopefully he can come back uh dr flick we've seen so many guys come back from this injury better than before um and, and maybe that's not maybe so much the case with an acl but it seems like guys come back throwing harder than they did before they had the surgery for tommy john what why is that is mm -hmm. it just because like you said you're replacing it and it's better than it was before it, it that's a great it? question you know my theory is that it's it's it, it's 
at least as strong as it was. But I think what happens is, you know, like Ian didn't have a great year last year. The mm -hmm. question is maybe was there a partial tear? Was there something that was taking some velocity or some accuracy off of his throw? And so then, then they have a year of rest where all their body parts are resting from their recovery and they're really focusing on building up mm -hmm. that elbow. And so a lot of them come back and they're now pitching, you know, at their peak, you know, so it's probably a combination. All right, we'll get you out of here on this because I know you are in between uh, a little bit of work today. So we appreciate you taking the time <laughs> here. You and I joked when we when we first and last spoke on this show, like, hey, why is hockey the only sport that can seem to get away with the upper body, lower body yeah. injury designations? Well, here we've got a we got a broken yeah. hand. Now I know exactly what's going on with Tara Vine in Carolina, and he's got, he had surgery Thursday for this broken hand he's going to miss the rest of the first round for carolina um can you give us a little bit of insight into a hockey player's ability to come back from a broken hand in the same postseason yeah sure i mean well hockey players and the lacrosse players are also most of them played hockey most of the guys on they're the firewolves then they're they're a little bit of a different breed they're they're actually great to take care of i love covering those sports because when they come to you you know that they're actually really injured you know there's not every little thing that that bothers them right so i mean you saw that you probably heard about the winnipeg jets guy who got the 75 stitches from the and he was back same day that you wouldn't see that in most sports but no. you know so 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 what i'm thinking with the fractured hand i don't know what uh, he had exactly but probably one of the metacarpals the metacarpals are the let's see if i can do this they're the main bones in the in the in the middle of the hand if it's a clean break and you can go in there and put a plate and screws and stabilize it and uh, the, the as long as the athlete can can grip the sticks you know powerfully there and can handle the pain or the discomfort mm -hmm. so there's there's that part of it which i think hockey players generally do a good job of they they're going to play through some pain they know it's part of the deal then there's a chance that he could get back um, after it's fixed it won't be healed but, but he might be able to play with it. All right, Kyle, sit tight for one second because you're sure. already a pro at this. You're segueing into another segment. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Our guy, Bill Miller at Performance Industrial, Ash, where we say there is never a job that's too dirty or too difficult for his guys to get it done. And this is mine. Dr. Slick TV up. Skate to the face, 75 stitches, and Morgan Barron's still not done. I, you play hockey, Dr. Flick. What the heck? <laughs> you know, if it wasn't playoffs, I'm not sure. If you <laughs> but, it, you know, it was, it's playoffs. I mean, what are you going to do? I think a lot of it is, you know, you're, there's a real camaraderie in, in, a, in a, I mean, all, I, most sports probably have this, but in hockey, there's a real, you're, it's such a team sport and everyone's counting on you. And, and these guys do not want to let down their teammates. That's most, that's a lot of it. And if he is uh, able to see straight and uh, the, the injury is not going to get worse, he put a, he put a mask on, you know, he's going to get back out there and try to play. Pretty unbelievable. Fabulous. Hockey players uh, are nuts. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we just to, real quick, with uh, yeah. you know, Ber you mentioned the other day to me uh, Bergeron's uh, upper body injury. But when I talked to my good buddy, who's a hockey guy in Boston, I said, where's Bergeron? He goes, oh, he's got the GI bug. So at first it was a GI bug. It might have been that, too. But and now it's I tried to find out for you. I, I don't have any more information on what his injury is. 
And Bergeron wasn't the only guy who was questionable for game one because of that illness. Um, Bruins were able to play their way through game one, game two. Look out. The Panthers Mm -hmm. may be a formidable force uh, in this first round series against Boston. All right. We will let you go. You've got work to do. I know we appreciate the time, the expertise here. And, uh, and, you know, we'll be calling on that again before too long. Thank you, Doc. All right. Anytime. Good to see you guys. Take care. Kyle Flick from Ortho New York with us here on Honorado and Company with a little dirty, difficult done as well. Uh, yeah, we said that they're yeah they're a different breed, is right. And lacrosse players are very much the same. And Doctor Flick is right. Most of the lacrosse, play, at least for the Firewolves, most of them played hockey growing up. Yeah, they're Jeff Canadian. Casey with the Adirondack Thunder, great game one win for the Thunder. Awesome. Again, if you're watching us on TV Saturday night or Sunday morning, they've already played games two and three Mm -hmm. um, in Adirondack. So that series is a little bit deeper than just one game right now. But uh, but a really good game one win. Nash was in the house for that. Yeah, it was. You want to do you? Let's let's just we're, we're in the segment, right? Let's go. Let's go for it. You're up. All right. This is my dirty, difficult done. And I feel. I only really know one Oakland Athletics fan, I think. Sean Martin is a big A's guy. Um, So shout out to Sean. But I feel bad for this team. I don't feel bad for the team. I feel a little bit bad for the players because it's a disaster. But I feel mostly bad for the fans. This has been the most drawn-out, ridiculous saga. Well, guess what? Now the A's are officially done in Oakland in 2027, maybe, because they're moving to Las Vegas. This was such a shady thing. Like, this was put out middle-of-the-night style, like midnight West Coast time, 3 a.m. East Coast time. I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm checking, and there's all this information about the Oakland A's purchasing land, a binding agreement to build a $1.5 billion stadium in Las Vegas. Well, good for Vegas, because they're getting teams left and right here, and it's clearly been a success. Can the A's be a success story in Vegas? Yeah, I think so. It's a different fan base. It's just, it'll be something new and cool and trendy. But I do, I feel bad. It's, they've been trying to find a home for how long now? That stadium is a disaster. There's a possum living in the wall. Yep. The visiting television box. Nobody goes to those games. It's the stadium. They started playing there in like 1968. Like it's, it's a mess. I feel bad for the, city of oakland you've lost is it part of it their fault Uh, well the people i'm talking about the people yes 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 Uh, you know the the government Mm -hmm. and what you're willing to do for one of your professional teams to keep them is a different conversation i feel bad for the people of oakland who have now seen their football team go to las vegas and their baseball team presumably to follow I don't believe and their basketball that any... team go to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They in Santa Clara technically. Well, that's where the no, Niners I mean... are. Um, I, I will believe this is done when they officially move. I, I still am not convinced this isn't some sort of power play to try to get their stadium in, I think it's Alameda County where they are. Yeah. But I think that was the thing. I think, well, it's when, to it's to build a stadium. I think the binding agreement is just to build a stadium, just, right? No, I think the binding agreement is to purchase the land. Oh yeah, the, the, okay, but who but cares? Once you do that, uh, the land what wasn't else are you building a stadium land, for. I, well, but it's just to buy the land. I don't know that there's any promise that something else follows. Right. 
well so you're just setting yourself up for the possibility of a move Sure. Is this not a threat? I don't know. Look, I, I hope they go. Well, I shouldn't say that. I hope Major League Baseball is in Las Vegas within the next handful of years. Yeah. I don't know that I want it to be the A's organization, which doesn't seem to really know how to run itself. Now, they make the playoffs yeah. every now and then, and it's it's like, boy, how are they well, doing maybe it? Maybe this will give them the kick in the pants that they need. Yeah, I don't know the revenue that they need maybe to to be competitive. Yeah, and and the fans players. in the seats, you put a better product on the field. There's just a little more motivation behind it. But I think some of the the play was like they were going to be in Fremont, then they were going to be in San Jose, then they were going to be on the waterfront. Weren't those all plays to get a a better deal in Vegas? Maybe it was that way. Oh, okay. I like the way you're thinking now. Yeah, maybe. All right, quick time out here on Honor Auto and Company. When we come back, we are following the pack with the Albany Firewolves, a segment we do here each and every week, a special Sunday home game this weekend, Family Day. Back with John P. Telly right after this. Right now at Alpenhaus RV. Don't miss massive discounts on all remaining 2022 model year RVs. We're excited for the opportunity to help you have fun and create memories this camping season. We offer a full lineup of America's top brands like Forest River, Coachman, Keystone, and Grand Design. Take advantage of huge savings on remaining 2022 model year RVs before they're gone. Our team of experienced outfitters is here to help you find the perfect motorhome, travel trailer, or fifth wheel for your family. Come in today or shop online anytime at alpenhouserv.com. Alpenhouse, your total camping outfitter. The Albany Firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team invites you to join us on Sunday, April 23rd for Family Day, presented by CDPHP. Block parties are back. Come down and support the pack, beginning at 12 p.m., featuring live music by the refrigerators. Come witness our epic showdown with the Philadelphia Wings at 3 p.m. at the MVP Arena. Get your tickets now at albanyfirewolves.com. Join the pack. And now back to Honorado and Company, sponsored by Alpen House. All right, you just saw the spot there. Sunday, three o'clock at MVP Arena, a little family day, which we talked with team president Chris Pareka about a couple of weeks ago as well. And we do this each and every single week, Ash. It's called Follow the Pack, sponsored by the Albany. Firewolves only two games to go in this regular it's a long season. season, and yet it flies. I know exactly because there it doesn't feel like there are enough home games stacked yeah. up against one another. Until where, now, you know, yeah, exactly three in a row. We'll take it here in the five one eight. Uh, John Piatelli's been on the show with us before. He's back for a second trip. I don't know if I used this joke the first time around, so oh. I'll, if I did, I'm going back to the well. He went to that other school. Oh, yeah. in Ithaca, New York. You probably did here. use that joke. On Honorado and Company. I probably did use the joke. It's good oh, enough to he's, use twice. And he's, oh, he's wearing the gear. You're not wearing the gear. Always supporting. Always supporting. This could be close to Ithaca Blue. Yeah, not really, but it's it's close. John, it's good to see you, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you guys doing? We're good. Uh, we talked to Coach this week, Sunday. So only Sunday matchup of the year. And I don't think you guys had a Sunday matchup all of last year, I don't believe. Um, when we asked coach, I said, this has to be better for just the lifestyle aspect instead of practice Friday game Saturday, because of you guys working and whatever, does this feel like it will just be a little bit more of like a relaxed, you guys get a real chance to practice all of you together on Saturday, play Sunday, and then get home back to your lives. 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of refreshing uh, not having to scramble, you know, Friday afternoon, trying to finish up work as best you can before you have to take off. Um, you know, this week, be able to get a full work day on Friday, have some downtime Friday night, you know, probably won't have to leave till, you know, <clears throat> Saturday morning at not too early of a time. So get some good rest and then, you know, uh, get out to Albany and have a solid practice, like you said, have time for film, get a good dinner in and then, you know, get a good sleep. So it's, it's, it is a nice schedule, I guess, on the, the, the backside is just, you know, the getting home part. Yeah. Luckily, I'm pretty close, but, you know, some guys who are traveling further, you know, might be uh, pushing into late Sunday night. But um, definitely the front is very nice. I joked before last week's game, like enough of Georgia already. It feels like you guys have seen, you probably feel that way too, not just because of the result, but because you, it feels like you've played them a bunch here in a short amount of time. It's not all that long ago, though. You guys put up, what, 14 goals in a win. Um, where do, where is this team, John, going into the, the final two games of the, of the regular season offensively? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is just uh, consistency for us as a group. Um, I think we've shown, uh, you know, at times that we can be, you know, a good a good group, really good group. Um, and then, you know, we've always obviously had our lapses, but um, it's just putting, you know, a full game together um, and not really, you know, running the, the wave per se. It's, you know, being, you know, consistent throughout the game and then also eventually hopefully stacking that up, you know, throughout multiple games. So, you know, at this point, we know we only have two games left. So it's, you know, our mindset is, you know, playoff like mindset. You know, we got two more games. Let's go out there, you know, all out, nothing to lose here. Um, let's earn some wins um, and start one play at a time and just stacking plays and being consistent throughout throughout the full game. John, this is your rookie year uh, still. 16 goals, 19 assists. You're one of the top rookies in the league. How do you feel like, uh, we probably asked you this, but it was very early on in the season. How do you feel like you've adapted to the league uh, and to the box game? Um, I think I'm coming along. Uh, I, de I definitely feel more comfortable out there than I did, um, you know, early in the season. Um, just, you know, kind of do kind of what to do more so like off ball. So, you know, of the mm. ball, um, you know, when the ball's on the other side of the floor, kind of what's the motion? How am I, um, you know, opening up space for my teammates? Uh, you know, times in the beginning of the year, I was clogging the middle a lot and kind of knowing now more to, you know, come up, set a pick, and then just get through if there's nothing there. Um, just trying to clear space for teammates and then also hopefully open myself up. So I think the off-ball piece I'm starting to pick up a little bit more. Um, you know, I think I still need to work on, uh, you know, a handful of stuff. But one thing is just, you know, scoring on these goalies is definitely difficult and uh, just mm -hmm. learning, you know, how to be deceptive um, uh, and try to, you know, put the ball in the net because that's kind of my job at the end of the day. So, um, you know, still a lot to learn, but I think I definitely progressed, um, you know, pretty well over the year. Yeah, there's not a lot of room with, with those goalies wearing those big inflatable sumo wrestler suits. You know, it's, it's <laughs> tough to find space around them. It's funny, John, as you, as you describe that learning experience, we've always said it's like hockey. But the way you describe it, it sounds like this sport is more like basketball. basketball. It's a little like yeah. basketball. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, – I'd agree. Um, I was more of a hockey player growing up. Um but, you know, just watching basketball, I'd say it's, it's similar with the pick and rolls, cutting, yeah. uh, you know, clearing through stuff, you know, concepts like that, uh, tight space, um, ball handling. Um, yeah, it's definitely similar. Um, I don't know. I think it's definitely, I think, um, 
you know, the off ball is very similar to basketball. Um, but obviously the space is we're playing in the hockey rink. So yep. I think that it's, that's what, that's kind of why we draw the comparison. Hockey on sneaks. I would say yep. you're running out of the, you know, you got the boards, you're right. It's line changes like crazy. It's, yeah. it's a fun game. Yeah. All right, John, we'll let you go, man. Good luck uh, this weekend. uh, Final two home games for the Albany Firewolves Sunday afternoon and then quick turnaround, really, to get back on the field for Saturday night. John Piatelli of the Albany Firewolves with us here on Honorado and Company. Thank you, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, Ash, two more home games to go. Crazy. You said it's a it's a long season in the idea of they don't play it ton of games but it's just over the course of many months and then yeah. it's over kind of like that yeah it is it's, i right. mean 20 22 weeks i think is the the number um but yeah it's you have three maybe buys in there um four buys maybe so but it flies what haven't we gotten to well how about this historic contract from jalen hurts oh just you know $255 million, the number to really pay attention to is that guaranteed dollar figure, 179.3, the richest deal in NFL history. Um, it's more than Watson. It's mm-hmm. not as much as Watson got guaranteed. Watson was a fully guaranteed. Right. But it's more than Deshaun Watson signed. And it makes Hertz, even on annual average value, mm-hmm. right? Do the math for me. A-A-B. The highest paid quarterback in the game. Rodgers was number one. It is now Jalen Hurts. And it won't be for long. But yes, this is how this is how this works. We talked about it. Because you say Burrow or yeah. you say Herbert. Herbert, would you pay Justin Herbert more than Jalen Hurts? No. I, Jalen, we talked about this. Jalen Hurts has been to a Super Bowl. And I know Justin Herbert's been really good and his ceiling is very high. But Jalen Hurts does some things that Justin Herbert does not. I understand Justin Herbert throws the ball unlike any human on the planet, basically. But Jalen Hurts adds a running element that Justin Herbert does not. And Jalen Hurts has been to a Super Bowl. So I would not pay him more than... It's a little bit of a... You achieve something to earn something. Justin Uh Herbert hasn't done that yet. Okay, that's fair. Um, I would say this when... And I I thought of it when I saw the Hurts contract because I didn't expect him to be the highest paid player in the entire sport when, when the deal was done. I thought to myself, bad on Patrick Mahomes' agent. There should be a clause in Mahomes' agent, that uh, a contract, that says, I will always be the highest paid quarterback until my age 32 season or whatever ceiling you want to put on it. Mm -hmm. So when Hurts signs this deal, Mahomes gets $1 more. When Joe Burrow (laughs) signs his deal, Mahomes gets $1 more. That that should be. Doesn't that make sense, though? Yeah, no one will ever do it, but yes. Okay, Lamar Jackson's still waiting for his deal. Would you pay Lamar more than Jalen Hurts? This is a tough question. I'm going to say no, but I'd pay him. I'd pay him. I'd pay him what Jalen Hurts got. And this, and that's pretty much what Lamar turned down. He turned down, yeah. I believe, 180 million guaranteed. He wanted more because he's looking at the that Deshaun Watson contract. Yeah. Quarterbacks need to understand, and they will quickly here, that Watson contract is the outlier. Yeah, it's... You're not getting those guaranteed dollars no. ever again. So no. you get offered 180 guaranteed, you better think long and hard about taking it. I wonder if Lamar Jackson today wishes he took it, having seen what a guy like Jalen Hurts got paid. I'm interested that you... I, I, I thought your 
answer would be no, because Lamar Jackson has one playoff win. Jalen Hurts got to yeah. a Super Bowl and had an MVP-like season. Uh, whereas... I would basically no, I wouldn't pay him more, but I would pay him close to what okay. Hurts got. Okay. Because they they bring a lot of the same. They are a lot of the same qualities. They have a lot very, of the same qualities. Very similar. But Lamar is older. Lamar is older. I I would pay Herbert more than I would pay Lamar though. Hmm. And it doesn't sound like you would, which is yeah, kind of I, interesting. I probably to me. would. I'm not saying but, it's right or wrong. No, but, I, yeah. Well, that's because that's it's very subjective. <laughs> yeah. Right. Here's the good news from the NFL yes, over the I last week. This. DeMar Hamlin cleared for football activities. And to nobody's surprise, he says, I plan on making a comeback to the NFL. We knew, or at least predicted, this would be the case as soon as we found out how freak of an incident this was right. for DeMar Hamlin. I said immediately, he will play football again. Yeah, the biggest thing is we had to know it wasn't a problem with his heart. It was literally Correct. that his heart got stopped by a hit. And that doesn't make you feel comfortable, but it the the possibilities of it happening again are almost infinitesimal. Like what's the word I'm looking for? Infinitesimal? I mean, infinitesimal, but I think I need like the small version of that. As small as minuscule. Minuscule. Min yeah, yeah, they're not good is what I'm saying. Minuscule chances. Very yeah, no, good chances. for him. I mean, it's it's a great story. He has become like a face of the NFL because of it. Um, and this is for a guy who otherwise people probably didn't know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, all right, here's a fun one on our way out because we can't just completely ignore it, right? It feels like every week we need to talk. Well, whoa, 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 wait. wait. We gotta Let me get to Lisa's question. question. Lisa's question. Okay, what makes for a good tight end in today's NFL? I like, I mean, if you could clone Gronk, that's ideal. If you're talking about right now, George Michael Kittle. Mayer from Notre Dame and Dalton Kincaid from Utah, if they like melded together, that would be a great tight end. And, not, and what do you get? You get Jake Bowers from Georgia. You're We're not cloning people and creating super monster tight ends. I say George Kittle because he does just about everything. But yes, you need someone who can block and receive. Tony Gonzalez set the bar in that. You you need someone who can catch and block. But I think tight ends, you have the ability to get smaller. Gronk is your big tight end. You don't yeah. need to be as, as big as Gronk anymore. No. And I think the injuries would say you shouldn't be as big as Gronk. But Jake Bowers is a big guy. Yeah, I, I like him as the maybe ideal uh, you, so, again, you go Kittle over Kelsey. Interesting. Okay. Sam's question. Will Aaron Rodgers ever get traded to the Jets? Let's My goodness. So. When does the long national nightmare finally end and Aaron Rodgers is no You thought longer. it was a week. I thought it would be very quick. It wasn't. <laughs>